Hi, you're listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran Shridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine our knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast focuses on how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted M&A deals in India and what potential buyers need to know. The disruptions caused globally by the COVID-19 pandemic and the accompanying lockdowns have led to questions about the extent and duration of the economic downturn and when the subsequent recovery will come. While the pandemic has impacted all sectors and industries, the pandemic's disproportionate impact on certain sectors has accelerated the adoption of alternative business models. This rapid change in position has led to a significant shift in the outlook of investors and large conglomerates who adopted a wait-and-see approach for fresh investments after the onset of the pandemic. The effect is visible in the Indian transactional landscape as well. The way M&A deals are structured has also varied significantly to cope with the challenges posed by the present circumstances and the related uncertainties. While the government has introduced a slew of measures to give fillip to the economic activity and invite foreign investment in India, some of its regulatory actions have slowed M&A transactions. This podcast seeks to highlight trends in the M&A space including the impact on M&A transactions and deal structuring, while also tracking the related key regulatory actions affecting deal-making in India. Finally, it sets forth opportunities and expectations for M&A in the immediate future. Let's talk about sectoral and M&A trends in India. According to the Centre for Monitoring Indian Economy, that is the CMIE, 135 new investment proposals were announced in the first quarter of 2020, with an aggregate investment value of INR 561 billion, that is USD 7.6 million, with government projects accounting for 42% of these proposals and the private sector making up the remaining 58%. This is the lowest volume for 16 years. M&A in India is also not left untouched by the pandemic. As of August 2020, India recorded 776 M&A deals worth USD 44.8 billion. This is an overall decrease of 14% from last year's corresponding period. According to Refinitiv's investment banking scorecard, while strategic M&A comprising of 626 deals worth USD 36.4 billion, remained largely constant when compared to the corresponding period of last year, private equity-backed M&A, making up 141 deals of USD 8 billion in value, saw a 50% slump compared to last year. As the pandemic introduces us to a new normal of social distancing and travel restrictions, sectors such as civil aviation, hospitality, and travel and tourism which are largely dependent on physical movement of people, have been disproportionately impacted. On the other hand, this new normal also brings with it new opportunities. With half a billion users, already the Indian telecom and digital space is also being seen as an attractive investment arena for global tech giants. 
Facebook and Google's investment in Reliance Industry Limited's Geo platforms worth USD 5.7 billion and USD 4.5 billion respectively are testament to this. Companies that have embraced technology and data analytics to come up with new age models in traditional sectors such as healthcare and education are raking in business and investment. For instance, Think and Learn, which operates education technology platform Baiju, acquired Mumbai-based White Hat Junior in a USD 300 million all-cash transaction, which was one of the most significant deals of this season and demonstrates the upward trajectory that the edtech sector is currently on. From a healthcare perspective as well, teleconsultations have started gaining popularity rapidly, while on a non-tech front, various hospitals have also sprung up to support needs created by the pandemic. Similarly, Amazon's launch of online pharmacy and Reliance's acquisition of majority stake in NetMeds both showcase the potential that the online pharmacy sector has to offer in India. Other sectors in the technology space likely to see a boost include online gaming, including virtual reality gaming and entertainment. Online streaming for visual entertainment are becoming the go-to for most entertainment consumers. With an emphasis on digitization and financial inclusion, Indian fintech has also seen positive growth in the first half of 2020. According to a report by Maple Capital Advisors, the sector received investments to the tune of USD 1.47 billion in the period, 60% growth compared to the first half of 2019. While increased use of digital payments in the pandemic-hit economy will help the fintech sector to flourish, it is reported that at least 60% of the funding received since 2019 has been Series G funding. Mainstream fintech such as lending and payments, wealth management and insurtech are already seeing a large number of players. Let's talk about the new deal-making normal. While COVID-19 has disrupted practically all businesses and sectors, including M&A activity, corporates have been required to make difficult choices between calling it quits or facing unchartered territories by pressing ahead with ongoing deals. Decisions have been made largely on the basis of liquidity issues, valuation concerns, regulatory challenges, and other practical aspects relating to lockdowns and border closures. In this particular section, we'll attempt to highlight some of the well-defined concepts in M&A deals that have been or will need to be revisited, especially since the M&A market has now become more buyer-friendly. A. Pricing Mechanisms Over the past decade, the locked-box approach has become popular in India because of the greater deal certainty it offers. However, the market uncertainty caused by COVID-19 has created a lot of difficulties in valuing businesses, which of course helps parties to arrive at the purchase price. As a consequence, most buyers will look to shift to the purchase price being determined by the post-closing price adjustment mechanisms. Post-closing price adjustments are increases or reductions to the purchase price to account for changes in the target's financial condition between signing and closing, in order to give effect to the post-closing price adjustment mechanism, 
the parties can consider either or a combination of any of the following. 1. Post-closing performance-related contingent price mechanisms, such as an earnout that is contingent on the achievement of certain financial metrics, milestone events, or targets during a specified period after closing. 2. Deferred payment of a portion of purchase price linked to a future contingency. 3. Retention or holdback of a portion of the purchase price to secure potential indemnity claims against the seller or any uncertainty arising from the pandemic. And or 4. Post-closing adjustment by reconciling differences between the company's latest balance sheet figures and the figures existing as on the closing date of the transaction, with net worth capital adjustment being the most common purchase price mechanism, the parties may look to negotiate caps on the adjustments to protect their interests. The provisions of the extant foreign direct investment policy, that is the FDI policy in India, also enable the parties to structure the transactions to factor in price adjustments, providing a time of up to 18 months for deferring payments with a ceiling of 25% of the transaction value for the quantum of deferred payments. As an enabling measure, the policy also permits the deferred payment to be parked in an escrow account for the specified time period. These relaxations, however, are subject to the pricing guidelines prescribed under the FDI policy, which may pose problems for transactions which, owing to the present circumstances, may necessitate heavy price adjustments. Therefore, any move by the government to provide additional relaxations for the parties to structure their price adjustment mechanisms would be a welcome step and is likely to enhance the interest of foreign buyers looking to make acquisitions in India. While closing adjustment mechanisms may work better in these trying times, this may be temporary in nature and the parties may go back to the locked box mechanism in the long run as the effects of the pandemic wear down and market volatility gives way to stability. B. Material Adverse Change Historically, material adverse effect or material adverse change clauses in m and deals were heavily negotiated given that they provided the purchaser with a walk-away right. Purchasers will insist on the inclusion of specific conditions linked to COVID-19. For example, a second wave of the virus, a significant interruption of supply chains, or a decline in sales. Sellers will be keen to expressly exclude the effects of COVID-19 and include concrete materiality thresholds to ensure that the acquisition agreement does not include any vague or unspecific conditions related to COVID-19 that are subject to the purchaser's discretion and allow the buyer not to close a deal. This will lead to longer negotiations and will require innovative drafting by deal lawyers to ensure limited ambiguity in the material adverse change clause. C. Warranties and WNI Insurance The usual warranties package in a negotiated M&A deal will typically cover the majority of potential issues arising from COVID-19. However, buyers would benefit from understanding the detailed aspects of the business of the target 
concerning the risks emanating from the pandemic and building in appropriate warranties for their protection. Specific warranties may be sought by the buyer to address concerns around the impact of COVID-19 on the business of the target and also to prompt disclosure and allocate COVID-19 risk to the seller. Additional areas for seeking warranty protection by the buyer may include financial performance and accounts, business continuity and operations, solvency risk, performance or termination of material contracts, government stimulus and employee rationalization. This would in turn require sellers to analyze whether they can give such additional warranties and caveat the warranties in terms of thresholds, qualifiers and specific disclosures via disclosure letter. Sellers may also try to negotiate a deal where business interruptions due to COVID-19 do not fall within the ambit of breach of warranty. While bring-down of warranties at closing is fairly common in India, sellers may now look to put materiality qualifications on bring-down of warranties to limit the potential walkaway right of the purchaser as a result of updated disclosures. Warranty and indemnity, that is WNI, insurance is not a widely used product in m transactions in India. The skepticism around WNI insurance is largely down to a lack of awareness around the benefits of WNI insurance and the perceived high premium costs, as well as the seemingly reduced coverage on account of the standard exclusions. In addition, very few insurance companies are offering WNI insurance as a product in India, and the limits for MA transactions in India are not easily available. WNI insurance is usually taken out only for high-value or sophisticated transactions, especially where the seller is a PE investor. Early on in the pandemic situation, WNI insurance policies were seen with wide exclusions pertaining to COVID-19. However, as things stand and progress, the exclusions are likely to become more specific and narrowed down for the policy coverage to make any commercial sense to the parties and be more acceptable. D. Long stop date. Standard and specific conditions may be impediments towards a timely closing. These conditions would range from housekeeping or secretarial procedures to obtaining government approvals. Based on the nature of the condition to be completed, the timeline would be extended due to government and other offices not working to the full staff strength due to work-from-home guidelines. In such a case, it becomes important to factor in this uncertainty and provide flexibility in terms of a long-stop date, which is the hard date by which the transaction either gets completed or is off the table. As an alternative, in some situations where the same is suitable, parties may not incorporate the concept of a long-stop date. However, in such a situation, looking into how the valuation and pricing is adjusted, assuming the deal closes much after the notionally expected deadline is an essential factor for parties to discuss beforehand in order to avoid a standstill at a later date. E. Change in law. New measures are being announced by the government on a regular basis 
to support and protect businesses due to the current pandemic situation and also to ensure minimal disruption to the economy. These changes may not always be in line with the intended transaction structure that has been agreed between the parties. For such situations, consensus relating to risk allocation on account of a change in law must be suitably documented in the definitive agreements in order to avoid ambiguity and a potential dispute down the line. Let's talk about the foreign direct investment policy and the recent actions. Under the FDI regime, one of the most impactful changes has been restricting FDI from countries that share the land borders with India, known as the bordering countries, with the intent to curb opportunistic takeovers of Indian companies by persons or entities of such bordering countries. This move was widely seen to be targeting incoming investments from China, with China being one of the larger investors in India up until now. It is reasonable to believe that this measure will influence various aspects of M&A in India and perhaps outside in terms of existing FDI entities, deals that were in the making and existing structures. The restriction is, however, limited to investment through the FDI route and does not seek to regulate investment from foreign portfolio investors. A few other recent changes in the FDI regime include opening up of the insurance intermediary sector up to 100% under the automatic route, permitting 74% FDI in defense manufacturing under the automatic route, changes in conditions applicable for FDI and civil aviation, which includes inter alia the exception carved out for non-resident Indians for investing up to 100% in Air India Limited, and opening up of the coal sector such that the sale of coal and coal mining activities, including associated processing infrastructure, would now be under the automatic route for FDI, of course, subject to other domestic laws on the subject. So what does the future hold? COVID-19 has brought the world economy to a halt, with some businesses shutting down and many struggling to meet their general fixed cost since revenue, the trickle-down impact is affecting deal-making too. The pandemic has resulted in a large drop in the M&A space, even bigger than that during the 2008 financial crisis. However, on a very base level, it is also agreed that the workaround and impact of 2008 financial crisis, while in numbers may have been similar, in terms of recovery, is poles apart. The direct impact of FDI regulation from bordering countries will of course mean fewer investments from China. As per recent reports, Alibaba, which had placed huge bets on Indian startups in the past, has put its further investments into India on hold. Due to the current global crisis in terms of investment from persons or entities from bordering countries, exit structures may not be sustainable as it would be a hard task to find buyers in the present market. This may have an adverse effect on M&A activity in India. We believe that the M&A space will go through a significant recovery period to be back on track in terms of the growth that it was showing in the last few years. Players will go back to the drawing board in terms of structuring and restructuring deals that are imperative. Due to frequent changes in regulations 
structures requiring as little government input as possible may be more favorable. Let's talk about the opportunities. While on the face of it, the COVID-19 times have been incredibly difficult, there are still opportunities. The condition of various Indian companies at present can be best described as distressed. The pressure on otherwise good businesses has given rise to what we know as distressed M&A deals. These opportunities being cast in terms of low valuations and distressed deals may be a silver lining in the present circumstances. Foreign parties looking to invest and make good out of distressed businesses must note that while many sectors have been liberalized, recently India's FDI policy underwent a change whereby entities or persons from bordering countries will require government approval for investing into Indian companies. However, for countries that do not share the land border with India, this restriction does not exist. Key to Indian distress deals right now is the disinvestment run that the government is currently on. Notably, Air India Limited has been on the market for a buyer for a few years now, with the government only further relaxing certain conditions to make the deal more interesting and lucrative. Opportunities are there for risk takers. In addition, with the Make in India and Atmanirbhar policies of the Indian government encouraging domestic businesses by inter alia providing regulatory relaxations and faster approval processes, foreign parties can look to get on an equal footing by acquiring existing Indian businesses. By doing so, such players can also eject the effect of levies and taxes that may be placed on foreign players doing business in India directly. The previously mentioned sectors that saw accelerated growth in the wake of the pandemic may boost M&A activity in India. Sectors like health tech, edtech and fintech present tremendous potential and are likely to see increased interest from international players looking to expand their footprint into India as well as due to consolidation by the larger private equity-backed local players. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can write to us at podcast at lakshmishri.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future episodes you'd like to hear more about. Do check out our website www.lakshmishri.com which has been linked in the episode description below to keep abreast of relevant legal updates. We hope you'll join us next week.